Welcome to Why Is with Ty and Dan. This week we discuss the trailer for Cars 3. Welcome to Why Is with Ty and Dan, a Marvel podcast where we try to figure out just who and what is going on in this cinematic multiverse. My name is Tyler Borland, and with me always is Danny Vincent. Changing the the intro, that's madness. Multiverse anyway. of madness, yes. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> do, do you want to give a little insight about your the uh, trailer about us talking no, about the trailer? No, we got to give a spoiler warning first. We oh, that's give true. Spoiler, spoiler yeah. warning first. <laughs> From this point on, we will discuss the latest episode of Loki and possible spoilers for future productions. We do not claim to have knowledge of said future spoilers, but will gladly take full credit if such come true. We will not address leaks. Whatever speculations align, it is purely coincidence. Now we're going to talk Loki, episode four, the Nexus event. And before we get to it, I will not explain the Cars 3 thing yet, but I'm curious. Why... Wait, wh- let, let me let me get this. Let's get this out of the way. First things first is that uh, to briefly talk about some MCU news from a month ago is that initially the antidepressant commercial in WandaVision was supposed to be sent from Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. But now we've learned that the Nexus event has absolutely nothing to do with WandaVision <laughs> at all. <laughs> what gives Marvel? Anyway, I don't actually care that much. Let's get our general thoughts. Yeah, just well, just kind of the whole uh, the whole thing about the Nexus is it's really it's kind of confusing, but it's kind of like I guess like the cloud to um, like oh. forty like or to like fifty year olds. They're like, what is the cloud? I was gonna, how does I it work? Say that, it's going to steal say, us it's like all a, away. It's like how the post credit scene for well the post credit scene that was put to the end of the Incredible Hulk. It's like how it seems to set up that the the Avengers are going to be against the Hulk, but then they had to do an entire post uh, entire short film to retcon it. That's mm-hmm. what I feel like is going to happen eventually with that WandaVision commercial. Is it going it's going to be retconned into Loki just messing around and be like, "Oh, let me send this commercial to Wanda. I want to mess with her." That was my this week's Loki impression. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So, what's your general we, thought? Yeah. We, well, we never addressed. I just remembered we never addressed who won the poll, the Twitter poll, as to who did the best Loki impression. Which who I did? think I don't. Remember. I think we tied. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We ended up. Tying, we got to keep so doing it. We have to keep doing it. We just clearly. have to keep up with our Loki impressions, I guess. Um, yeah, well, I can impersonate the theme song. Here's Ball. That's not a Loki impression. <laughs> here's mine. Here's mine from uh, at the very end of last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay. this, is, this is mine of this is mine of Sylvie. After that. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, what an opening! What a closing! What a mid-credit scene! This is the MCU running on full cylinders and achieving full potential. I was honestly worried post-Endgame we'd get more of the same of what we had phases one through three, that it would just become like just straight copy and paste. Um, And this episode opened up all sorts of possibilities. Uh, Now, I say, I say this, that I'm more, okay, you're right, you're right, okay. But I want to say that, like, for me, I'm more worried about this television experiment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because television is not movies. And mm-hmm. finally, we have this show that is embracing being a television show just structurally. Even this episode where so much stuff happened, it still yeah. feels like an individual episode of television. Yes. Where everything that happens within it is exactly what you need for it. Um, anyway, speaking of television... Is this possibly the greatest MCU episode of television yet? Possibly. I'm not willing to say it is better than WandaVision episode 5. But <laughs> I'm not not willing to say that. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. I could see the argument. I, I think this is a much more cohesive episode. Whereas, again, that show, 
love it very dearly. The sword stuff does not work pretty much ever unless WandaVision is interacting directly with it. So there are scenes in episode five of WandaVision that are not great. Yeah. This was pretty consistently good with the exception of two things that I have in our notes that I'll talk about later. Um, this is a brilliant little slow burn that builds on the characters you've met to a logical conclusion that feels appropriately heartbreaking and yet utterly invigorating that it's happening now on the fourth episode and not in the finale or next week's. Uh, it feels like, sh- can I say shit? <laughs> can I, I say mean, shit? You, you said it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we could make, we could make whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Shit totally hit the fan this week, but I have no idea where it's going to go in the next two weeks. Love this episode. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Good yeah, job. Loki. Agreed. agreed. Good job. This, Good this job. is definitely the people. Uh, the peeps at Loki. <laughs> I I love how how Disney Plus keeps recommending me to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier after this, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm I like, noticed that too. You don't, you don't eat your cake. <laughs> Wouldn't one of you make more sense? <laughs> like exactly, well, exactly. <laughs> if we're gonna give it to a TV show. <laughs> but, but I'm like, I'm like, you don't eat your cake first because you save <laughs> the best thing for last. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, you eat the cake first and then the vegetables don't taste that great before that. If we're going to so, complain about Disney Plus's interface. Stop I'm giving me vegetables. Quick, <laughs> this will be my quick 20 second side rant that's off topic is it's about Luca again. So that's why I'm keeping it to 20 seconds. Uh, Timey. Yep. Uh, so everyone was talking about how Luca needed to get on Disney Plus so that way Disney Plus had content. Luca has been out for literally a week and it is the third option on it. Loki and another TV show that looks like medio- mediocrity are, is ahead of it. So I don't think you needed the content. All right, back to Loki. Okay, that was in 16 <laughs> seconds. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I need to be said. Shall, we, Loki shall episode, we dig course, in? Because they skipped the green room. That's yes, true. we can. <laughs> okay. Uh, so... The opening of this episode. Well, before I get to this, I'm going to say something I don't have in my notes, which is I think it's really interesting how this show, which clearly has a smaller, well, not probably around an equal budget of the other ones. Mm-hmm. And also, before I get into anything this episode, I feel like this episode proved my point last week where I was like, this feels like they reshot the whole thing and that's why the visual effects are bad. Because I don't have the visual effects immediately were a step up the entire episode here. And I didn't have an issue with the visual effects prior to that episode, you know, the last two episodes, yeah. last week's episode. So my theory is still intact. My other thing about the opening here is that it immediately, and the time loop scene later on, captured Asgard way better than the Wakanda scenes in Falcon and Winter Soldier captured. I was Wakanda. just about to make that point. I was going to say we yeah. got... We got full Asgard and not budget Asgard. Like, exactly. We got budget it looked Honda. good. Yeah. In Falcon. It looks really Soldier. good. Sorry to. Sorry. But it did look really great. And but what I actually have here is that this like five minute opening, not five minute, like minute long opening uh, made me care more about Sylvie than anything we got last week. Yeah. Um, really great sequence. It also added. Made the like, TVA very terrifying. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It added a Sorry. whole like extra layer to um to Judge Rinslayer. You know, yeah. right off right off the bat. The fact that she was compliant with um mm-hmm. traveling through time portals and kidnapping um children that haven't done anything. You know. Yeah, she's like Yondu. But we like Yondu. Um <laughs> <laughs> right because uh, he was gonna save yeah. he was gonna save them people from eating eating quill because they ain't never tasted no terran before all right okay <laughs> <laughs> okay my right. yondu um, impression is not is yeah. not up for analysis <laughs> i can do my kraken impression kraken's gotta keep cheese stuff uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh what was i gonna say about well i was also thinking just not only do we see a child be taken, but then also it's like, so I was also thinking like how Sylvie, not only is she taken in and like trying to be killed on trial, mm-hmm. but she, cause that doesn't happen, right? That doesn't happen. So I can't really be like, it's so traumatic that she 
died almost when she probably like that didn't ever come close to happening but she did see someone else die immediately when she's like five years old yeah these guys and i'm like wow this is so dark so good and it's not though it's not like edgelord dark it's the appropriate level of darkness that this show requires Mm -hmm. uh but yeah good opening yeah yeah uh yeah what an opening like i said like i said earlier um mobius so we got mobius uh, right away at the beginning with Judge Renslayer. Um, Mobius name drops. He mentions Kree, Titans, and vampires. Um, so what, what a way to set up the future of the MCU, Mobius. A uh, way to remind everyone that these are... Maharshal Ali is coming soon. Yeah, Maharshal. Might I remind you, to, to jump ahead a little bit, might I remind you about Maharsha Ali is that he undeservingly took the Oscar from Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? <laughs> and I'm never going to forgive him for that. Pun intended. All right. So, uh, why is Richard E. Grant relevant? So, well, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in an hour. That, <laughs> that, that line um, of him talking about that. The Titans it made me wonder what I wanted. Isn't uh, a Titan? Isn't Thanos a Titan? Yeah, that that's what I was gonna say. Because I I oh, looked sorry. at. Um, I need to stop saying stuff. I keep giving your ideas. That's uh, the Titans. Okay, so the Titans were basically that's that's who uh, Thanos was, and those were his people. So I'm under the impression that in the MCU at this point, after post Endgame. The Titans are an extinct race after Thanos is dead, you know. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what what's going on there. Um, uh, Kree also, are, you know, are we going to get more Kree coming in with uh, the Marvels with the Captain Marvel sequel? Or Secret Invasion also. Secret Invasion, yeah. But... Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to say one thing. Mm-hmm. You said Titan is that uh, when there's trouble, you know who to call. It's Thanos. Anyway, uh- <laughs> Josh. maybe Josh Thanos is just he's Josh Thanos sitting out there floating the on Teen a Titan. rock. Where's yeah. Teen Thanos? I need oh Teen Thanos. He'd be. I need to see. <laughs> I need Teen Thanos. Thanos. All right. What's your next point? I'm going to lift that you half of these weights. <laughs> Anyways, um, what? <laughs> I, was, I was making a like just a bad Thanos joke. <laughs> so let's move on. Um, so I don't think we're going to get a wid- a Black Widow cameo in this. Pretty sure that the, the one shot of the uh, trailer for this show that everybody was like, oh, well, maybe we're going to travel to Vormir and talk, he'll talk with uh, with Black Widow. Nope, that was just an exploding planet. Um, it's okay. Causing I light can't be on mad Sylvie. At it. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not mad either. I just thought that would be something we had mentioned it before. So uh, I'm just mad it wasn't Mephisto. Yeah, where's Mephisto? Maybe Sylvie's been yeah. Mephisto the whole time. Maybe maybe Richard E. Grant, because we know he's in the show. We don't know who he's playing. Maybe he's going to pop up his <laughs> at some point. Okay, at this point, we can talk. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> so Wait, there's... I haven't finished the episode yet. Are we are we doing this literally as the episode? This is commentary, right? No, as if okay. they're going to listen to us while they watch this banger of an episode. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, that is an idea, though. Anyways. Yeah. It's raining outside. Um, is it called? Oh, we probably had the same storm here a bit earlier. Oh, we can have that little side chatter really quick. Right? Who cares? So, uh, Loki. is the time <laughs> is the time traveling device called a tin pad or a time pad? Because I've I've heard it like three or four different ways, and I have no idea what it's called, and I'm really confused. I don't understand how to say no. it. You want to know what I'm confused by? So, Mobius refers to. Loki and Sylvia as cosmic narcissism. I want to know, is it cosmic narcissism or is it really just incest? Anyway, so, uh, speaking of said incest, <laughs> speaking, of, <laughs> or rather, speaking of said cosmic narcissism, uh, 
we get this thing where they start to hold hands, and that causes a massive deviation in the time thing. Massive, which I don't Ralph think was boner really in the timeline. In the sacred timeline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, you're right. It is a Ralph Boner. I was a. Uh, I wish we got into this a bit more, but it's not like a. It's not like a. This dude should be explained more. I want to be like, okay, so what would have happened if they didn't snip that branch? I want to. I want to know exactly what happens yeah. when these guys hold hands. Yeah, because I, I better get that payoff in the finale. We get the whole. We get the whole timekeeper reveal later on. I'm wondering, like, what is the motive to keep the branches from going off and doing what they're doing, aside from chaos, you know, the multiverse just erupting into chaos or madness? Um, yeah, yeah, that's a multiverse of madness. That's a that sounds idea. like a good title. Um, yeah. Yeah. So for my Borat sequel. Borat 3, Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> uh, my note, though, says, it quotes my favorite man, uh, the only person in the world to ever make a good film. Of course, I'm referring to Christopher Nolan. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, but uh, only love can transcend time and space, which means that if you love yourself so much that you want to date a variant of yourself, that can transcend time and space. Congrats. Yeah. 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 So moving yeah. on to our next point. All right. All right. All right. Oh, wow. I have I, I, <laughs> I have all the points this week. Yeah. <laughs> so Mobius immediately wants to talk to Sasha Lane. And you know what? I called it. Yeah. I was right. He was like, can I hang out with Sasha Lane, please? Can I hang out with Star of Cannes, popular film, American Honey. Please, can I share another scene with her? And the director was like, no. I knew it. I knew it's exactly what Owen Wilson would demand. He's like, please put in the scene of me wanting to hang out with Sasha Lane. They're like, okay, fine. That determines the plot of our script. <laughs> I'm sure that's... But okay, but it did make, it did make sense for I'm me. I'm sure that's... Uh close to it at least close to how it went down so but yeah so i forget what we were talking about till <laughs> the end, so right we'll just move on to our next book because i my, my bit about well no because it made sense it, it makes sense because like loki telling uh him that like this is uh the tva is lying to you of course he's gonna go talk to sasha lane um, yeah but yeah anyway the time loop set piece mm-hmm. liked it it was fun however i want to this is a uh, this is sto- college time with Danny. Part of the show where Danny tells a story from college that he hopes Tyler remembers, which is my personal best Big Money short. We wrote shorts. I wrote shorts for the Big Money, which was a monthly play contest thing where we just performed plays and yeah that we wrote. Yeah, in the span of a week. And fun. my favorite play I ever wrote was called. I actually can't remember what the title was because it was a play on Infinite Jest, and I just thought it was such like. My title for it was really bad. So let's just say it was my Infinite Jest play, even though it had nothing to do with Infinite Jest. Um, But the theme had been regret. And the plot of it was that this guy who was like a very stereotypical sad sack loser was like, you know, and it was like a high schooler is like, oh, there she is. The girl of my dreams. I wish I had. I wish she would. I wish I, well, it was worded in a really like if I say I, I it sounded more natural in the play, but I, it was like I wish she had infinite chances just to notice me. And so then he got stuck in like a 20 second time loop of her walking by his locker. And uh, do you remember this? I I don't you know, I don't remember this. Is like this my fav- I remember the no, no, it was, shake, but I don't remember this. No, this is a short play. This is a five. Oh, play. OK. Uh, OK. This was a big money play. Yeah. So I um. Well, I'll just spoil the whole thing. This is okay. So he gets stuck in this loop of this girl walking by his thing. And it's literally just her him, or walking by and him going, hey. And it's like, all right, I got to get to class. And she just kept walking. And I had the actor run around the outside of the moat to just get to the other side. You're like, the girl. Yeah. You're like, You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was a time loop play. And the ending of it was him finally just stopping here and just being like, giving a big dramatic like movie speech, you know, yeah. like, about how much he loves her and he just go, she just goes 
Yeah, I'm 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 not into men. <laughs> and he's just like and, and like and she's like cut with the heteronormative bullshit. <laughs> and, and, and she just walks off and he just stares there like destroyed, but then it ends up her walking back and saying, Hey, I gotta get to class. <laughs> like he's still in the time loop. <laughs> and that's how I ended it. <laughs> and that's what this reminded me of. Is yeah. that like and, and the same thing happens here. It's like he gets his closure with Sith. And then he's still stuck in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I enjoy, I like time loop stuff like this. I, I think they're fun. I think more people need to do things like this. But now I'm mad because my really good play is probably now going to be viewed whenever I send it out places as a, this is like that Loki episode. I'll be like, I wrote it three years before that Loki episode. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> It was a good play. It was really fun. I remember I got like big laughs throughout it, big cheers. I'm sorry. I'm going to go down memory lane too much, but it's one of my most proud plays I wrote at SIU. Um, my other note here is that Jamie Alexander needs to get a better agent. She was not in the credits of this episode at all. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed the credits were a little more filled out this week. I noticed Richard E. Grant's name, but I didn't notice. Didn't notice hers. And I watched watched the episode solid. twice, so yeah, yeah. Uh, right. That next point you got there, the return. I, I'm not used to leading. Oh, <laughs> I'm not used to this. Okay. Um. Oh my god! I'm it? not used. No, we- no, no. We don't. I think me having a mental breakdown about leading the episode is good content. Okay. We'll leave it in. <laughs> Okay. And we'll leave me saying it's good content. Okay. I don't care. Okay. We got to the return of Loki and Mobius in a room. Yeah. This was the best part of the pilot. This was my favorite scene of uh, this episode. You mean, do you mean scenes, right? Cause there were two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Just there were two. Yeah. Okay. Um, although there were, there were so many moments and scenes in this episode that like, especially when Sylvie shows B 15, her memories again, Outside, I want to talk about the rock later. Cart. Actually, um, you know what? We can talk about it now. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it now? But but yeah, like uh, especially when that happens. I oh, was but like, Mobius first. I was like, oh or, my goodness, yeah. this is such a good moment. But ultimately, the Loki and Mobius back in a room. Um, it is us revisiting a a theme, a concept that we had, you know, way at the beginning of of this of this show, and it. It worked really well as a catch up, you know, like I think I think this this episode in general really did a good job bringing back the themes that were presented in the pilot. Yeah, because everything is when Sylvie and Loki think they're going to die on the planet. Loki and Sylvie go, uh, it's like we are not destined to keep losing. And it's like, no, yeah, we're destined to keep surviving. That's the difference. And like that is what the show is about, ultimately. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, that Loki bounces back from any death, which is why the postcard scene doesn't hurt me as much as I thought it might hurt the episode, but we'll get to that. Um, I really like the scene where Loki, it's, they're both trying to figure out who is lying to them. Yeah. And like when Loki completely loses it, thinking that she's been pruned, Sylvia's been pruned. Yeah. So it's like, it's just a, it's a really good piece of acting. More from Hiddleston than wilson but wilson is so good in this role too yeah yeah and now is. i want to talk about the b15 team you told me about which is yeah i want to say a blade runner joke because i think because okay because i referred to that place as like walmart blade runner a few weeks ago and sure enough we get a scene where we get these moments that are literally lost in time because that's what these uh apocalypse horizons are meant to be they're moments lost in time mm-hmm. And then she cries in the rain. It's full Blade Runner. It's all these moments are lost in time, like tears in the rain. Yeah. Uh, and also, I have we stand Wumi Masako. At least I do. I assume you do okay, too. I will she say she's such a great actress. Before, before it, because I I've only ever seen her in this show. Um, yes, I've not. You should watch Lovecraft Country. I know. Her, her I know. Stand out episode. I've, I've episode five. Really got to get into episode. love. I've really got to get into Lovecraft Country. Um, but I think uh, you'd like it. 
but she's um, also in a Netflix movie on uh, called His House that I haven't watched it, but I've heard she's very good in it. Okay. She actually got weirdly, I think she got a. I want to double check that. I think she might have got a BAFTA nom for it, which everyone's like, "Whoa, where'd that come from?" Yeah, you know? the BAFTAs are um, the British Academy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And she, I think she got an actress nom. Everyone's like, "Whoa, how?" But yeah, but yeah, no, like Sorry. she. At first, I was kind of like, "Okay, yeah." She yeah. did. She did. I was Sorry, like, "I was, I was like, eh." Um, I wasn't as bi- as big into her acting, but then we realized that she was playing this like this brainwashed soul, you know, time soldier, um, time cop so well, you know, she was playing the part that well. And then all of a sudden, do, like her actual, do I dare mention she who must comes, not be named on our podcast comes so. out. Who is she who must Sorry. not be named? Melissa McCarthy. Uh, no, uh, it sounds like a brainwashed soldier who has to repress their actual self. Uh, it sounds a bit like Brie Larson and Captain Marvel. <laughs> Although the difference is I don't think Captain Marvel ultimately uh, pays off the way it should. No, it doesn't. Th- yeah, but yeah, uh, but I do think I think she's great here. And I think what's also great about her acting in particular, because I don't actually th- the writing gives you just enough mm-hmm. right, to buy her shift. Yeah, not not enough, but it's enough to assume, of course. Like once you see her, but her acting throughout this episode is very clearly off before she talks to Sylvie. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's shot in a very, I think it's obviously just how she moves her eyes. It's not even how that's shot. It's not like how she turns her head. It's literally like her in her eyes and in how she holds her body. She's such a good actress. Yeah. I love her. Uh, I really hope my, my big worry about her being cast in this is that she's going to be a throwaway role. And my hope is with how this episode ends that none of these um, TVA agents who seem to be decent people, I would like them to return for a second season. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And let's talk about the supporting cast here a little. Because I want to say something, which is that compare the supporting cast. By supporting cast, I mean non-movie actors. Mm -hmm. Because these are all new cast. Compare these new cast members to the new cast members in WandaVision, and in Falcon Winter Soldier. I think every character on this show is immediately more distinctive in like already nailing their character than any of the other shows. And to be fair, both those shows have way more returning characters than Loki does. So this show wouldn't work if these actors didn't nail their characters. But as I, I say, well, first of all, obviously, Owen Wilson uh, and Sylvia DiMar- whatever her name is, DiMartino. What's her DiMart- what's Yeah, it's, name? it's uh, Sophia, Sophia DiMartino. Sophia. Di- which yeah, is probably yes. why I keep saying Sylvia because I keep because her Sylvie. name is Sylvie. Sylvie, yeah. And I keep calling her Sylvia because I think of the actor name. You think Sophia. of Sylvia, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I say Sylvia. But anyway, Sylvie is a uh, Sylvie is uh, stuff. Uh, no, uh, so she's good. She's great. But those are like leads. Like Wumi Musako's killing it here. Um, I love Sasha Lane, and actually, my next note is about Sasha Lane. Yeah. Uh, I think she's also been barely in this and made a really good impression in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's very well cast and all the actors are doing well. And I don't want to give full credit to the direction because of course the direction got him there. But I, I think it's also the casting director and just also that it's actually, I'm also bringing myself with this, right? Outside of Sophia DiMar, and of course, Gugum and Bafara, I need to shout her out too because I shouted at everyone else besides her and I don't want to be like, she's not good. She's good. Uh, but I don't know. I'm just so impressed by these actors here. They've all made literally any of the actors I just mentioned, including Gugum Bafara. I could list them and compare them to any of the new actors in WandaVision or in Falcon and Winter Soldier. And the only one I would say comes close to them, well, is on the level of them. And I could, I would say is probably above them too, is Catherine Hawk. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd say she's a bit above them. Uh, but that's also like, Catherine Hahn, come on, come on! Right, <laughs> oh, Catherine Hahn is a treasure. I can't, I can't do, I can't be like. But even uh, Tiana Paris, I don't think she ever nailed her character as well as I'm seeing these side characters be nailed on this show. So, but yeah, uh, and my next note because this will be what we close on these uh, supporting actresses. Sasha Lane killed her scene where it's just a poor quality video clip. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. loved it. I loved it. She was like, yeah, there you go. Finally get acting this. I can barely see it. But 
You're doing it. Also, when Owen Wilson zooms in on Judge Renslayer's face, I don't know why I laughed. I laughed so so bad. I like that it's like I was like, this is better quality than seeing than seeing Sasha Lane. Lane. Yeah. I was like, how come we just suddenly went? To, we went from like, we we went from like four thirty or yeah, like super from, super low quality right. all the way up to like four K definition with, with the Judge Caught in four K, yeah, <laughs> Judge Renslayer caught in four K. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. All right, then we get to the sad part of the episode. Mm-hmm. This is the part where things get a little bit sad. Owen Wilson died as he lived, screaming about loving jet skis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I also like that Owen Wilson's plan was basically like, if your love can stop time, then maybe we need maybe we need a bit more love. That was literally his plan to take down the time keepers. <laughs> 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 Oh wow! Maybe the love can we can have some love. Um. Anyway, now I got to explain why I mentioned Cars Three. Yeah, which is of course that in the Cars Three trailer, which is infinitous, uh, it literally is just you know. Honestly, if you haven't seen the Cars Three trailer, I highly recommend you just pause this podcast right now and watch it. It's fifty seconds long. It's probably one of the greatest trailers I've ever seen. The, I hate Cars Three, but the trailer. Would be a top ten Pixar movie. <laughs> the trailer is so hilarious. Okay, maybe not a movie, but a top ten Pixar short. Yeah, because it's literally just like hyper realistic. Uh, well, it's it's the cars racing, but they're all their eyes are closed, so you can't tell that it's a cars movie uh, with extra film grain on it. And then it's like the moment has come, or like the time has come, and it's like, oh, what's this about? And it just cuts to Lightning McQueen, like flying through the air like in a terrible crash and then it cuts the title in silence <laughs> and then that's the trailer <laughs> and i remember it played in front of moana and the kid in front of me was excited to see the pixar logo in the trailer and then he started crying because he thought lightning mcqueen died <laughs> and so that's oh. what happened in this episode it was the oh. cars 3 trailer what all if, over again what if cars 3 would have got stuck in production hell and it just took forever <laughs> to get like to release it's like it's like my fan theory about the amazing spider-man 2 is the i know you haven't seen the amazing spider-man movies but the amazing spider-man 2 it ends with spider-man he's retired from time fighting for six months and he decides you know what i'm gonna go out and do it again and then he goes out to fight the rhino and the film ends with him swinging a uh, manhole cover at the rhino and it cuts the credits. And, you know, since we never got the amazing Spider-Man three, I have to assume Spider-Man died fighting the rhino because <laughs> it was his first time out after six months. He was out of shape. I got to assume that's how that continuity ends until I'm proven otherwise. So no way home. Please don't ruin my fan theory. Don't bring um, Andy Garfield. Yeah, don't I don't want Andrew Gar- He's dead. He died fighting the Rhino. What if Reeve Car- <laughs> What if Reeve Carney shows up? That nah, I'd be happy. that would be like Car- confirmed. Confirmed. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, Owen Wilson dying. Wait, wait. I did think, hold on. So if if Reeve Carney shows up in okay. No Way Home, that means that Lizard is in the MCU. The Lizard that has the big man sticking out of his back we better see it in the loki season two yeah uh, <laughs> uh but anyway when i also thought when it, like you know going bringing back to cars because that's the way we should always bring it back to is like uh shoot loki <laughs> i don't know what, what should i do in my bad mater impression <laughs> uh well, we could, I do. The TVA doesn't seem too good, don't you think, Lightning? Oh my gosh. The TVA here. So, uh. Shoot. <laughs> Get her down. All right. Speaking Are of you, me oh, doing well, a really bad voice. I was just going to say, like, when Owen Wilson was, uh. What is that called? When they purified. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> what it's called when there's when they're evaporated yeah pruned. so he gets pruned yeah he's pruned 
And I was just cut like I was kind of like, oh, well, our R.I.P. and peace, Owen Wilson. It was good while it lasted. <laughs> like that. That's I was just like, okay, well, I guess we don't have him anymore. So, but then, anyway. So, what about them? Then we saw the timekeepers. Yeah. Then we saw the timekeepers. Also, Which, I had uh, no idea what the heck the timekeepers were saying. Yeah, the Christopher Nolan sound next this episode. I'm talking about Christopher Nolan a lot. <laughs> well, week. when it's relevant, I mean. Yeah, like, did he sound mix this? I almost turn on my captions, but I refuse to turn on my captions when I'm watching these shows. So I was like, you know, I, I just assume whatever they're saying doesn't matter. And you know what? I think I was true. You know what I did see on the internet in my little bit of checking the discourse, though? What? Is I saw a fan theory about maybe this is why they didn't want robots in the TVA. Because they'd be able to tell the timekeepers were robots. But people can tell that robots are robots. Nuh-uh. They thought they were timekeepers till they stabbed them. Yeah. Nuh-uh. Yeah, Nuh-uh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. No, it's the timekeepers. I, I will say I called it the timekeepers are a facade. However, um, you've got down here. I couldn't understand the timekeepers. Were you meaning like what they were saying? No, or? I literally, I was talking about the sound oh, mixing. okay. Because like, the I sound thought, mixing on them was so bad. I was like, like yeah. I little, yeah, that's a mood. Like, like, yeah, like, I was like, what, what are you even saying? Just, just die. <laughs> just die. Yeah. I know they did die. I was like, good. We don't have to deal with these really bad characters on you. Or at least this poor sound mixing choice. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I will say the set piece for the timekeeper's cavern. I was like, dang, that looks cool. Also, very, it was very. Cool, but I didn't like the lighting. The lighting was hard to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, couldn't but it would see, need it would need to be for for them. But I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. Care. The timekeepers felt very uh, matrixy, very much uh, like the TVA is a not a simulation, but it's just a a preset course running. So it's kind of like who's running it all? Maybe Kang. I don't know. I hope it's Kang. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Hoping. Jonathan Majors. Maybe we. I want to see Jonathan Majors reunite with his sister from Lovecraft Country. Well, his sister-in-law from Lovecraft Country. Give her a big hug and go. Wow, it's so nice to see you in this multiverse of madness. And then it, she'll remember Lovecraft Country and will reveal this entire time that that is her. She's a variant of is her character from Lovecraft Country. Oh, okay. This is my fan theory. And then you know what? This is my fan theory. Anyway, the score. Yes. The score is so good on the show. We say it's like every week, but I feel like this week really Yo. like when the previously on started and I heard the theme, I was like, oh, yeah, this this show has such like a bopping score. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and after the post credit, the the theme is just stuck in my head on repeat. It's so it's so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just uh, very, I very, think it's very, very sinister in it. It also I like how it plays with the Asgard themes, but like instruments that are that were used in previous movies. Um, I think like more Thor Ragnarok. Um, Imagine if like down the road, Loki returns to the movies uh, and it's like a big like hero moment where it's like, oh, my God, I wasn't expecting to be back. And you just hear the out of nowhere. Bong, 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 bong. A bomb, 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 bomb. Maybe we'll get that like in Doc's, bom, bom, Doc the Strange 2. He'll open a portal and then we'll just see Loki. I'll scream. Like Loki will hop out. You know, it's, really, it's pretty out. great how like, I mean, again, it was really cool when we watched uh, Captain America Winter Soldier and discovered Falcon has always had a theme. Yeah. But Wanda and uh, now Loki finally having themes. They're like, because I remember I really, I do like the WandaVision theme really a lot too. Mm-hmm. It's just like, ah, great. These shows are giving them themes. You better use them in the movies. Please, Danny Elfman. Especially, uh, that's about Wanda. Um, but in this case, this score also, it's like, I'm going back to the previously on this. I remember I was like, this score is so good. And then the Marvel theme played. And I was kind of like, honestly, guys, don't play the Marvel theme. Just play the score again. Like, I, because the thing about this show is like, yeah, it's Marvel, but it feels like so in its own thing that I'm okay not to have the Marvel logo blare necessarily. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like the, Honestly, the previously on works as an overture to me that I don't need the Marvel logo anymore. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
because it's boom, boom. Okay, I, I won't sing the rest of it. But <laughs> okay. I'm also looking at time. I'm like, wow, we actually are rushing through this. But like, you know what? That's okay. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. I don't know if we're rushing through it. I think maybe we're finally getting our we time are Russian management. Or are we are Russian or we are dragon. <laughs> time <laughs> management. What? We've got our time management down. That's what I was good. That's what I was saying. Well, why why not the TVA? Why not the time management? Come on, come on. Right there. It was right there for you. The so, that made no sense. What there is one I negative am, here. Yes. And I've I've heard this show has bad action. As it yes, says that is in, what I was gonna say. I here. think yeah. I think the one good action scene in the show was actually not a good action scene. It was a cool camera work scene. And that was the run the chase at the end of the last episode. Mm. Like, otherwise, all the action in the show has been forgettable. I keep thinking of – I always jump back to this. Um, I remember I keep saying I don't want to talk about it because on the Thor Ragnarok episode, whenever we do it, I'm going to talk extensively about this moment. It's going to be my favorite moment from the movie. Um, but I'm going to say it again. The only time I've really ever liked Loki fighting in the MCU is in Thor Ragnarok when Emir Song plays and he starts using his helmet as a weapon. We haven't got any cool moments like that. It's just been like them – hitting each other with daggers and shot in such a way that they're like, oh no, we're on Disney Plus, so we can't show daggers being stabbed into people. Ah. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah, that. I it's mediocre action. The, That's really the it. Fight, the fight there in the Timekeeper's um, free, freezing chamber, um, it, it looked very theatrical, as in like, it looked like something I would see on stage where you're yeah. relying more on certain angles to use to give the illusion that you stab through somebody rather than spending the CG to literally like Beckham. stab through them. Yeah. Um, yeah, bending like Beckham. Bend it. No, I'm kidding. Of course <laughs> Bending like Beckham. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah. but you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's very mediocre. Uh, come on. You know, but you know what? You know what I'll say though. There is that like, if Falcon and Winter Soldier has to be the best Marvel show with action of these three, but that's the only one that has great action, I'll take it because these other two shows are so much more interesting. Um, and actually, I'd still argue uh, that's kind of a it's kind of to digress a little. I actually think even though Falcon and Winter Soldier has more action, I think the WandaVision Vision versus Vision fight is way more impressive than anything ever in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. But I digress. <laughs> that has nothing to do with Loki. But anyway, I kind of let myself down that rabbit hole. Now, before we talk about this post credit scene, I, 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 I go back to WandaVision episode five, right? Yeah. Where it was like, we can talk about the Patriot reveal, but let's talk about the ending first. Because I think the ending in of itself is good before we get the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that, you know, we saw Owen Wilson die. You say Wumi Musaku died. I didn't necessarily see it. Uh, I wasn't, honestly, I was kind of lost during that fight a bit. But she wasn't there, so I assume she died. Um, and what was the last one? Uh, and Sasha Lane died. So when Loki is about to confess his love and he dies, it's like, oh shoot and it's i I like screen but i was also like so excited because the fact to me was like now the post-credits scene obviously reverses this yeah but let's say our loki variant died i think the show could very well continue without i think so too there are other loki variants oh yeah and sylvie is a loki variant the show could still be titled loki and have sylvie as a main character i was like you know what i'm down killing off your entire marketed cast and having sylvie be your lead that's insane. Yeah. And, and also season. that's like that. That's a total like season finale move too. Exactly. You know, and it, it would have like, worked oh here. I would have been like, how the heck is she going to figure out how to take down the TBA? You know, a, essentially yeah, and again, this episode, it's, it's really impressive. Cause again, I don't think last week's episode is great, but this week's episode, I immediately hooked onto her character. Immediately liked her way more almost as if keeping mysteries from your audience when they're trying you're trying to make them sympathize with new characters isn't a good idea who would have thought that right <laughs> anyway sorry i was, <laughs> I was just venting a little bit about unnecessary mystery um because i don't know why that scene wasn't in last week's episode honestly anyway we didn't need it to be saved for this week um but that's a different point uh but it's just a really i thought it was a great ending uh 
Also, I have Coulson in the notes because I, I, at least for me, I thought his death was very reminiscent of Coulson's death in Avengers, mm-hmm. which obviously he had done just a few days prior. Well, time is so weird in the show. You know, a bit before this, this this variant, of this Loki variant has done it. Has this done variant it. did yeah. that. Yeah, just within the past week or so. Yeah, yeah. So I like that too. I thought it was. I wonder how it. watching watching um, like going from Thor one avengers and then loki show how that watch would be you know not knowing we kind of did that though. we just did a well we did we that's true loki. yeah yeah we kind of did that yeah so. well i was i was saying like to watch them all in one sitting like boom 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 how it would boom <laughs> so boom, anyways boom, boom, boom. you got a note here about colson <laughs> no i just said it i just said it. how he died like Coulson. oh how he died like colson okay yeah Okay, yeah, so let's move on to that post credit scene because I've watched that I like eight calls times. Crisis on Infinite Lokis. I called it. I said it. The first week, I was like, I think we might get a Crisis on Infinite Lokis. And here we are, literally looking at a Crisis with at least four Lokis. Five, <laughs> and another five, fifth one. yeah. At least... A fifth one off, and then there's a sixth one on the sacred timeline that has not showed up in the show. I don't expect to ever show up in the show. Uh, now, my question is, will we also get a crisis on infinite Mobiuses and infinite Sasha Lanes? Can we just have infinite characters of this all going to fight? Imagine that in the finale. Ren Slayer. It's like, you can't stop me, Lokis. Even if there was an infinite number of you, and then we just hear... Want about an infinite number of me? And there's just a ton of Mobius is walking down into the TVA. Uh, well, what if what if each season of Loki? What if they did it like an anthology show where each season of Loki was a different variant, like a different variant of Loki? You know. Uh, yeah, well, th- see, that's why I kind of meant though, like with the ending, with the ending, like yeah. If, the, if this variant was just dead, dead. Of going to like whatever this purgatorial realm is, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, cool, hundred percent, I'm down for it. Yeah, um, but before we get into all your stuff, we gotta talk about the man, the myth, the legend, Richard E. Grant, showing up as who's labeled in the credits as classic Loki, uh, which is Loki dressed in a Halloween costume version of his original <laughs> costume. <laughs> It's, and a, it's just it's Richard a E. Grant. Very, very classic comic, comic book Loki. I want to point out, I want to point out, Richard E. Grant is in The Rise of Skywalker, and he was in this episode for two, a second, literally a single second, and he did already instantly more memorable, instantly more iconic, instantly more Richard E. Grant than he was in all that movie. And I'm very happy. I'm satisfied. Does he can die between episodes? I don't care. I got my Richard graphics. <laughs> I don't mind having more, but like, I got what I wanted. Boom! 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 There you go, Danny. I added something to the text channel for you. Boom! 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 Uh, so yeah, yeah. I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> He's so bad. <laughs> so, anyways. We get uh, the mid credit scene pops up and it's like, boom, Tommy Hids is still alive. What? Uh, so he says, is this hell? I play. I turned on the subtitles for this part. And hell is actually it only uses one L when Loki refers to the realm. Um, so if you remember, hell is the place where Odin in the MCU. It's the place where Odin um banned or he exiled hella to um uh yeah way back when the multiverse was still young or so there the mcu was still young so uh so yeah i don't think this place is is hell um my very first impression we get this epic shot of we get Richard E. Grant talking. As soon as he started talking, I was I was like jumping off of the couch and cheering. I was like, Richard I was like, E. Yes, Grant, yes, finally, we can forgive you. Um, 
Sorry. So uh, <laughs> he never had to be forgiven. <laughs> but um, <laughs> That's true. But, uh, we can forgive you for being in The Rise of Skywalker. Yes, yes, that's why. <laughs> so, so yeah, my first impression is that this, Richard E. Grant is I call. Um, we have Kid Loki. We have a member of the Thor core and the MCU's version of Frog Thor, uh, a.k.a. Throg. There's a possible setting of this place being Battle World. Um, so journey with me to Tyler's Comic Corner. Uh, so right, I will. <laughs> okay. So Battle World is a planet created by Doctor Doom, made up of various locations from across the multiverse. Hence the reason we see apocalyptic uh, New York City in the background of the mid-credit final shot. Um, Battle World is. Uh, the Thor core are like the cops of Battle World, which is what I thought. Maybe that's what the uh, what the character with the hammer is. I was like, OK, well, he maybe he's part of the Thor core. Um, and then he's Loki. And then we have Kid Loki and then we have I call, which is an older Loki. I call and Kid Loki are um, they are in the 2000, I believe, 2015 um kid loki uh comic book run um and i believe frog thor uh throg is in that version as well this way we get like an alligator crocodile loki i don't know if it can talk or what it can do or if it's just a pet that kid loki who do we has. Voice him? If, he's a, if he can talk who do we want to voice him um let's my answer do is jimmy mcavoy Jimmy McAvoy. James, you want James McAvoy to do it? No, I want him to be credited as Jimmy McAvoy. But yes, I do want <laughs> um, Jimmy McAvoy. I want Max Casella. Do you know who the, he know who is. is? He does the voice of Daxter in the Jack and Daxter video games. I, I mean, I guess. It's no, not, it's it's not why, an, why would we want a voice actor? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Can it be Jim Gaffigan? Yes. <laughs> Actually, yes. Yes. Let's just have Jim Gaffigan. Can we just agree on Jim Gaffigan? <laughs> yes. Yes. We'll agree I on just Jim Gaffigan. Like, okay. And then the Luki, the and then the Luca Loki crossovers are complete, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, so I don't know if this is going if we're going to get Battle World. Battle World would set up Secret Wars, which there's a lot in the MCU pointing to an eventual Secret Wars of us getting to that point. Um, not sure if we'll if we'll get that or this could just very well be just more variants of Loki. And uh, this is just Sorry. like an alternative Earth. So, uh, you know, what also could be is it could be where we, uh, this is my theory, Danny's theory of not reading comics or stuff. Maybe this is where America Chavez comes in. Isn't she like in the post-apocalyptic universe? Mm, Not sure. America Chavez is in Doctor Strange too. Um, I thought she exists in a parallel world where it's kind of a post-apocalyptic and the Avengers lost a big battle. Maybe this is where America Chavez comes in, and this connects to Doctor Strange's a literal location. Yeah, Doctor she's Strange. she's Miss America. Um, it'd be pretty crazy, honestly, if America Chavez showed up next week. I don't think she will. She does join the Young Avengers, think... so if we would get oh well, she's she's in Doctor Strange too. She's been cast. Gotcha. And she's like, and now she's we've like got Kid third Loki. or fourth build. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to be yeah. She's. Six build according to Wikipedia. So she's in it. She's um, um in the utopian parallel, which is a reality that is out of time and in the presence of the being known as the demiurge. Um maybe maybe it is where yeah. she is then. I don't know. Look, I'm just saying it it would it would make sense. It would check out, and then we could come back to this universe when uh Doctor Strange 2 comes out because yeah. we know she's popping up. In well, she travels across and different realities. We know realities. this is written by the same person. We know this is written by the same person. Yeah. And also, she's in curious. Secret Wars. So. And. Boom. Just saying. And she wasn't cast until December 
of 2020, which is after we know the movie was rewritten, right? Uh, so, yeah, I'm just saying. She's also in the Hawkeye, also, I I, I, Hawkeye series. Also, too. So, I comics. just looked at the Wikipedia page. Uh-huh. Uh, I looked at the Wikipedia page for Doctor Strange 2, and I think I just got spoiled on certain characters popping up in it. Sad. Don't Sad. How dare page. you? Um... Yeah, I so, know. Honestly, the characters that most people I think will expect will pop up anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, also, if if Battle, Battle World is going to be a thing, um, Maestro is the god king of Battle World. Maestro is a version of Hulk from a reality where the Avengers failed to stop the Skrull invasion during Secret Invasion. Um, the Earth is is laid barren by nuclear bombs and Hulk is a lone survivor um, of, of that. He absorbs the nuclear fallout as energy and it warps his brain to where he becomes a maniacal warlord ruler of battle world. So maybe we Sounds get Sounds like the villain of Loki season two. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's, there's all kinds of basically none of this can be confirmed. Um, it's all speculation, but I wanted to bring this up because this is what I'm what I was meaning um, by we've got all sorts of possibilities opened up by this mid credit scene. Um, this this mid credit scene has me has me so excited, so excited, so pumped. Um, well, I agree, but I do want to also once again repeat the episode itself got me so excited. Yes, too. yes. Post credit scene is just the cherry on top, mm-hmm. but it is a pretty tasty cherry yeah it is i was a big fan all right um, well do we want to move into our predictions yeah all right you go first uh, battle world thor core kid loki i call um we get a kid loki i call thor core and croaky is that what we're gonna call call the alligator Crokey. crocodile loki the- croaky yeah. um so, yeah, they team up with Tommy Hids to find Mobius and B-15 on Battleworld. Uh, we'll get some fight scenes, maybe a campfire exposition scene. Also see uh, Sylvie and Judge Renslayer meet the big bad, who might be revealed to be Kang. Um, I've got a really good feeling about us actually getting like a big time big bad that I think doesn't necessarily have to be dealt with by the end of this of this series or the end of this season, you know, um, just kind of, yeah. Yeah. Introduce them. And cause Kang, Kang works time. He manipulates time. It's going to be quantum mania. Yeah. So and he's played by Jonathan majors. Who's on Lovecraft country. <laughs> so he's, <laughs> this is not, he a has to show up. yeah. Uh, what yeah, do, exactly. What do, what do you predict? So yeah, yeah. We got all these Lokis, but what about Owen Wilson? Musaku. What about Sasha Lane? Let's have them all team up together and while Loki hangs out with uh, his variants and then I assume we'll cut back to Gugu Mephaferah giving some exposition because that exposition, please get it out of the way next week before the finale. I don't want exposition in the finale. What, ex- what exposition are you, are you saying that she well, gives about like, like the, the timekeepers? Last thing we, well, yeah, because it's like you're not going to you, please don't kill me. I won't kill you as long as you tell me everything you know. So it's setting up exposition for yeah, the two guys. Yeah, so. which so. is that is the classic Disney Plus formula: is second to last episode is the exposition. Well, episode. It's, that's television in general. You know, yeah. you got to tap your loose ends for your climax. Right. It's just they do a really bad job. <laughs> <laughs> At least maybe um, as long as we don't get any boats, maybe we'll be fi- we'll be mm-hmm. fine. But uh, yeah, yeah, I say that. Definitely watch watch this watch the episode. I assume by now you've watched I it. I hope so. You <laughs> yeah, because uh, spoilers. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Why Is with Ty and Dan. Uh, you can find us on various podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and on our website whyiswithtydan.buzzsprout.com. We are also on YouTube, audio exclusive at our channel, Why Is with Ty and Dan. You can also contact us by email at whyiswithtydan at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at whyiswithtyand1 because I'm number one. You can also follow me, Danny Vincent, on Letterboxd at blankmints 
for reviews of movies, including those not in the MCU. We'd also like to thank Zachary Wright for editing this episode. Thanks, Zach. Shoot. Shoot. I'm Mater. Glad to be here. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll Have catch a great you in the next week. One. <laughs> <laughs>